Blessings to you and welcome. You're listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast and this is episode number one. edition of Living Your Best Life in Africa. My name is Asha Sefanit Wudasi and personally I'm thrilled that you decided to listen in today. Thank you for taking the time because I know that we're all busy. I hope it becomes obvious to you as we meet online on a regular basis that I am a great lover of Africa and all things Africa. And part of the reason why I started this podcast is because I want to get across to you how easy it is for us to live our best life in Africa. So what started this journey for me, you're probably asking. For me, I always wanted to visit Africa when I was a child, mainly because I wanted to see two things, what Africa could do for me and what I could do for Africa. For me, having Africa in me meant that I wanted a partnership with Africa so that I could get the best out of Africa. Now, that might sound strange, but as a child, I don't know about you, but I was always put off visiting Africa. I was put off by the way people spoke about Africa, by the images I saw of children starving in Africa, by the portrayal of Africa as backward and childlike. And I always saw pictures of an Africa unable to feed, water, house and clothe itself. And the many other negative images that were planted in my young mind literally put me off Africa. All I ever wanted to do was to visit Europe. I wanted to visit the things I'd studied about in European history. So what changed? Well, as I got older... I became more curious as a teenager. And what particularly changed for me is that I wanted to do what my school friends were doing. They were all volunteering overseas. And like them, I began to research countries where I could volunteer. Now, my mum said, you're not going no place. You're young and I'm not putting you on a coach for you to go no place. But in my heart, I really wanted to start volunteering. I grew up in a city in Yorkshire with cows and sheep and rolling hills. And I had never left that place. And so I wanted to begin to look at different countries where I could volunteer. And when I began to look at magazines and pictures about the different countries, and I also began to research the country where my mother came from, which was Dominica, I only saw pictures of volunteers who were white. I never saw anyone that looked like me when I looked at volunteers, holiday makers, and people who were living and working in the Caribbean 
I only saw people who were white. And then I did the same thing and looked at pictures of Africa and the people who were visiting Africa. And lo and behold, I saw the same thing. All the people who were volunteering, all the people who were visiting, all the people who were there on holiday or working in voluntary organisations were all white. And I began to ask myself the question, what is it that they see in Africa that I don't see in Africa? Why are they not frightened? Why are they not put off visiting Africa? Why do they seem to think it's okay to feel safe in Africa yet? The pictures I saw made me feel really unsafe. And I was asking these questions against a backdrop of seeing no pictures of African descent people visiting Africa for holidays, for volunteering, particularly volunteering. I never saw those pictures. And so began my journey to try to uncover what it was that Europeans knew about Africa that I did not know. And I made it my mission that once I had found that out, that I too would begin visiting Africa. That journey for me began exactly 11 years ago, and it has been the best journey ever. Today, I've visited and spent huge amount of times in six African countries, dipped my toe in another three African countries, And now I live in Malawi, an African country on the east of Africa, sandwiched between Tanzania, Mozambique and Zambia. Now, instead of it being the other way around, when in the early 2000s I used to save my money from my little plantation job and every month put a little bit away, because we all know that if you're visiting an African country, whether that's in the Caribbean or in Africa, we are going to pay one and a half to two to three times more to make that journey. So it used to take ages to save my little money from my little job. But nevertheless, I was determined. And so I began to save my money. And once I had saved my money, I made it my mission to leave the UK and visit Africa. And my first visit to Africa was in 1995 when I visited South Africa. Right about the time when we were just moving into setting out the terms of reference for the Truth and Reconciliation Committee. And you can imagine, it was a huge shock to me. No pictures of starving people. No pictures of babies with vultures hanging over them. No pictures of People running around, swinging from trees, living in mud huts and the usual jungle savagery that had been portrayed to me when I was a child. None of that. And I was overwhelmed, completely overwhelmed. And not only was I overwhelmed, I also felt very much at home. Because when I went into shops, I was served by Africans who looked like me. And when I went to various meetings that I had set up to go and do when I got there, I was meeting with African executives who were just like me. And I know it sounds naive, but when you are bombarded with images of yourself as nothing more than a people who are just about able to get onto their knees to beg, it was a real shock to me. And I made it my mission 
to visit as many African countries as I could. And 11 years later, as I said, I've visited six countries. And I know it's only six, but the thing is, whenever you visit an African country, that becomes the country you want to live in. And so you end up spending more time in that one country until you're persuaded to go to another country. And then that country becomes the country where you want to spend the most of your time. And so this is why I've only got round to six countries, although I visited about nine or ten countries. It's just that six countries are the countries where I've spent the most amount of time. And one country in particular, Malawi, is where I now live. And I'm telling you, I am living my best life in Africa right now. And this is what has brought me to the point of producing this podcast and a number of other interesting things which I'll be producing later on in the year so that I can also support other people just like me who want to visit Africa but save you the time of having to go through all the hoops and the turnings and the twists that I had to go through before I made my regular journeys to Africa. So that's what's brought us here And I'm really glad you've tuned in because you'll be able to decide whether you want the same things that I wanted 11 years ago. Now, let's face it, whether you're living in the US or the UK, we have never lived in a time that has been more uncertain for African descent people. And when I say African descent people, I'm talking about African people, whether you come from the Caribbean or whether you come from the UK or whether you come from any other continent, if your forefathers and mothers were African, then we're African. We are the people that I am speaking to. I welcome anybody that wants to listen to this podcast, but these are the things that we are going to be focused on and talking about. So I hope you stay and join me on a regular basis as we travel through Africa, raising our confidence so that we can plan to visit Africa and begin to taste what it's like to live our best lives in Africa. Now, I don't want to mislead anybody. Living in Africa and visiting Africa ain't no bed of roses. But neither is the West, neither is the UK, neither is America. Anywhere at the moment where African people are, wherever we are, we are facing the greatest levels of uncertainty that we have faced since our ancestors first came to these shores en masse in the UK in the 40s and 50s on the Empire Windrush. In the UK, we have something called Brexit, which is pointing the finger at anybody who is not white and labelling us as the reasons why the country is facing problems. When people are talking about Brexit, they're talking about wanting to take their country back from people like us. Now, obviously, when we open our mouths and they can hear that we have strong UK accents, some people are very quick to say, oh, we're not talking about you. You're all right. You are portrayed as a scrounger. You are portrayed as somebody that is taking away jobs and housing and places in the local school. And it's horrible. 
And I know the experience of Africans in America is very close to the same thing. We have a resurgence of right-wing thinking that is saying quite clearly there is a place for Africans and it is no longer at the negotiating table. And against that backdrop, we have to have something that balances all of that negativity that we are facing day in and day out. And this is what prompted me to speed up my visits to Africa. Round about 2008, following the economic downturn when austerity first kicked in. Because research shows us that when resources are scarce in economically thriving countries and you have lots of people at the bottom of that economy competing for those even more scarce resources, that's when people who are not considered to be from that country are targeted. And so I really, really felt it. I really felt the increase in the tension around me when I was walking the streets. And I felt I needed to have something that would help me to balance out my emotions. So in 2008, that's when I began to visit Africa more regularly and that's when I began to visit more African countries. Fast forward 11 years and as I said earlier, I'm now able to live my best life in Africa. But it hasn't been easy. And this is another reason why I've started this podcast and why I'll be bringing forward lots and lots of interesting things that represent how you can live your best life in Africa. What I've noticed is that once I started to spend more time in Africa than I did in the UK, people began to notice a change in me. They began to notice a change in my energy, a change in my spirit. Oh, Asha, you look younger. You look happier. You look so well. And I began to get a constant questioning from friends, from family, from friends of friends about what life is like in Africa. And I decided at that point that I had to do something to make the information about Africa much more accessible to other African people and people of African descent who have never visited Africa or who are perhaps following the same routine that I did in visiting the same African country over and over again and perhaps not venturing out into new countries. Africa is a continent and not a country and we have 53 countries in Africa. All of them are beautiful. I've met people from almost all African countries because one thing about Africans in Africa is they travel around Africa. And so when you're in a particular country, you meet Africans from other countries and they tell you what their country is like. And they tell you to tell the people back home in the West that they should visit Africa. So this is one of the main reasons why I wanted to start this podcast and why I'll be doing many, many interesting things that I hope you will join me for as we journey through living our best lives in Africa. Now, I only wanted to make this particular episode really, really short. If you read the show notes underneath the podcast episode, you'll see that I've included a really, really interesting download just to get your mouth watering. 
Now, in next week's show, we're going to be looking at the role of using our six to nine to transform our nine to five and what that actually means. I'm really looking forward to tuning in with you next week. Bye for now.